Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey everybody, Let's welcome go. to episode 51 of the Brothers of Discussion. Of Discussion! We're one week away from our one year anniversary and we decided this morning that how appropriate uh, a year ago our first episode yes. of Brothers of Discussion was a Survivor Series recap show. So coming up next week, the one-year anniversary of the Brothers of Discussion will be a we're Survivor Series that preview same show. <laughs> oh. Right, we're gonna just talk about last year's Survivor Series. We're gonna recap the 2017 Survivor Series again. again. Who's ready? Yeah. For those of you who didn't watch it last year, we're going to give you a preview and then a recap of the 2017 Survivor Series. Come November Come. 17th, 2018. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we no-sold War Games last year. Um, we weren't sure. Man, were we stupid. We weren't sure what we wanted to be yet, so now we know War Games is where it's at. So actually, um, if we do separate episodes, that would actually be... That would be the one-year anniversary. That would be even more appropriate, considering... Let's make it special. Let's make it special. Let's do it for war games. <laughs> yeah! Fuck Survivor Series. Um, yeah. Well, actually, wait. Is the one-year anniversary, would it be the 50... Would it be 52 weeks, or would it be on the 53rd week? Because if, you know, we're on episode 51 now, so then episode 52 is next week. You know what I'm saying? Because then well, we're talking... Well, there's 365 days in a year, so I think by our 365th episode, we can celebrate. Okay, you're right, because this is daily. Um, let me recalculate. Yeah. We've just been doing it really so... slow and going in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we record... I don't know if you guys know, we record this every day. We just release one episode a week. You'd think we'd get a prediction, a pr a prediction right for once, you know? <laughs> um, well, that's what we map it out. All right, so this is... Uh, what day? We're actually recording this, uh, December 2017, and <laughs> we're, so we would be talking, yeah, so we would be talking in November We're really excited year. for Shinsuke's big push. Uh, <laughs> he's got a chance at winning that's, the Rumble, and he'll probably oh win my the God. title at WrestleMania. That's you know, what we been, should do for episode, yeah. for our one-year anniversary. Let's, let's pretend we're a year ago. What should have been. Yeah. <laughs> one year ago. All our hopes and dreams are right in front of us. Isn't that so funny? Like, a year ago, I was making the argument that, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura was going to win the Royal Rumble. He was poised for a major push, and we're going to get a new WWE champion. Ah, oh, and here we are a year later. How wrong we were. 
Shinsuke is uh, in the <laughs> what they're dubbing the the mid card champions match on they Survivor they Series. They didn't call it the mid card match, did they? Yeah, mid card champions match. <sighs> it's not even. It's not. You can't even say Intercontinental Champion versus U.S. Title Champ. It's just no. Get ready to enjoy the pre-show at Survivor Series with Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, how do, from Kyoto, Japan? We we do want to start the show as we always do and and jump into NXT, but you know how is how is it so hard that you look at what Seth Rollins is doing with the IC title and you mean uh, not defending it? Well, I I just mean to the point. That he's still in the main event. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. still holding it. He's still in the main event. He, I mean, when you talk about who's going to take over for Roman Reigns, well, Matt, he Seth has Rollins to be in the main event up. because we gave the belt to Brock, so we don't have our main title guy. It's not on TV. <laughs> well, think, like, Shinsuke right now is even buried underneath Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Shinsuke is no. buried underneath a guy who wouldn't go to, who wouldn't be a company man. Just man up and go to Saudi Arabia. No, Shinsuke's underneath that. He's just... You I'm know, sorry. They, call, they, they call SmackDown the B-Show, right? The way WWE staggers it, the A-Show is anything Brock Lesnar, the B-Show is Raw, and then the C-Show is SmackDown. I, I, I just had that line that. in my head, and I, I thought it sounded really cool. So I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to get it out there. I'm just waiting for Monday Night UFC, and then we won't have to worry about any of the guys who have trained to be pro wrestlers for their entire life. We'll just have someone come out and do the same move eight times. They'll dominate in the ring, and then, uh, you know, I think that's what that's what fans of pro wrestling today love. Uh, I think they love two-minute matches of the same move over and over and over uh, from people that aren't pro wrestlers. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If I can say one thing, like no, you can't. In, in we're the, busy, in Mike. The Matt, in the Matt episode, Wait, Mike, we're Matt, recording an thing. episode. Wait. I can't believe. Oh. Okay, <laughs> if I may, if I may. All right. My dream. There's one man who can save the WWE. You know who that is? I secretly want you to say Cody Rhodes. It's like so a knock knock joke. You gotta say. You gotta say who. Who is it? Okay, let me let me tell you. All right, Cormier. We need him to break oh, you Brock Lesnar's legs <laughs> so bad. Oh, I thought you meant bring... <laughs> no, not into WWE. I need him to injure him in real life so he's a vegetable and he doesn't hold the title anymore. Um, Mike, have you heard the rumors? No. And they're started by Cormier himself. He he no. wants to also transition into being a no. WWE superstar. No. <laughs> That's why I it's was never like... Gonna end. What the... F no, Mike. <laughs> you can't be on board with that. Um, no, it would be great if he absolutely destroyed Brock and knocked out, I don't know, well, you can't really knock out his teeth, because I think he just has, like, little metal, like, uh, inserts in there instead of teeth. Um, but, <sighs> God, that would be wonderful. What, what, is that ever going to happen? Is the UFC yeah, still trying not. to figure out, you know, when to schedule, like, alright, Brock, if you stop taking all your performance enhancing drugs now we can test you in a april you april can, okay brock 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 you can seriously buy <gasps> clean pee on the internet <gasps> clean cleanp.com it's a so it's a thing are you looking up cleanp.com 
<laughs> yeah, as, I know as, you're on the I know you're on the job market. As Brock, I, I didn't know if you're like, ooh, okay. Um, well, I yeah, was making a gorilla it's... sound, but it should have been more like a monkey because he has that high pitched voice. Um, yeah. You know what? We're all over the board right now, and I hope that it's been somewhat entertaining. And if you want more entertainment. And opinions like this, you go to bodpodcast.com. That's bodpodcast.com. You're going to find the Use hub. Use the internet. Yep. <laughs> Use the internet. Uh, it'll be the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. You're, you, you, we have new Standard links up. Standard data charges apply. New links up, up on the website. God damn it. For <laughs> New links up from the clinks up. <laughs> okay. Go uh, for Google Play, right at the top. Uh, but, of course, you can always find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, sub- subscribe, review, help us jump on the goddamn boards for uh, iTunes. Spotify. That's, that's how we're gonna. Oh. No, Spotify already said no. They're they're done. But if we get reviews on iTunes, then maybe we'll get a yes. Um, yeah, then we'll be coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, all the blogs, uh, all the podcast episodes. Uh, if if you want to find the direct source is bodpodcast.com. If you want to talk to us. Uh, find us at BOD Podcast. That's going to help you find us on Facebook and Twitter. Actually, I should have said Twitter and Facebook because uh, usually people don't use a handle to look up uh, things on Facebook. But either way, Brothers of Discussion on Facebook. Get the conversation started or, uh, you know, go through one of our daily questions I like to ask. Uh, go ahead and answer our polls. Um, yeah, that's about, yeah, I think I wrapped it up. I was going to make a joke about grabbing yeah. our polls and then I decided not to. So that was the dead yeah, air for a I, second there. I uh, like playing with my uh, I like playing with my Twitter handle. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I forgot to hit record. I'm just kidding. I wanted to get some healing. Oh my I'm god. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was cold. You make me do that whole spiel, and it didn't matter. <laughs> no, I was just gonna have. I was gonna send out just ten minutes of me talking to myself with. 40 seconds of dead silence in between um all right well let's jump it's into kind of, yeah it's kind of like they had garfield without garfield that's what <laughs> i like <laughs> poor um, man he's so lonely just some just some time for matt to recover between matt's thoughts and then he answers questions that nobody posed um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well yeah i'm asking we like diving into questions. nxt Matt. yeah let's do it um i i hope you liked that i at the top of our NXT discussion, I put Vic Joseph, per- Percy Watson, and Nigel McGuinness. So just in case, so we stop forgetting Percy Watson. Just in case name? we yeah. want to mention anybody's uh, name on the announce team, we won't forget it. Man, you talk about the Street Profits not getting a fair game. Neither does Percy Watson. <laughs> Damn. Oh wait, let me do my Vic Joseph impression. I'm Vic All right. Joseph. All right, that was pretty great. Wow, that sounded like the real Vic Joseph. <laughs> okay, so Matt, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Is heavy machinery finally, finally, finally getting their big push? Are they coming, Tucky? I think it's it's is, uh, is, it's not about. Oh, it's the big brew. Is the big brew of <sighs> ah, heavy machinery coffee? Is it coming? Are we giving a big cleansing to the NXT Tech Team Division, <laughs> Tucky? We're gonna yeah, push him out, Tucky. Well, the coming. For this, uh, I think we both agree it's not about the coming. It's about the going, and where this tag division's gonna be. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just worm I, those lines in yeah, there. I, I like it. I took out the. Uh, I, I ruined the phrase. It's not about the going. It's about the 
come in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely this tag division needs uh, some legitimacy. And uh, but uh, the other part we of this somebody too, to start stringing some wins together, damn it. But and, and how did the Forgotten Sons um, live up to their name? <laughs> and all of a sudden they're losing uh, to Heavy Machinery. Like we love Heavy Machinery, but they're not about wins. I, I think we've talked about that, and and we're trying to come to terms with the fact that when they, if they ever make the main roster, they're going to be a joke. They're going to be the fun team. They're going to be the team that you know plays around but with New the- Day but never beats New Day. Those are the kind of teams that Vince McMahon likes, though. So it's it's not that bleak. Like like Vince would never want the Forgotten Sons to become it or anything. You know, look at uh, yeah. Sanity for God's sakes. Um, the problem is with the Forgotten Sons is their their names. You got Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, and Jackson Riker. Like it sounds like you know like a law office of Cutler, Blake, and Riker. No, <laughs> nope. That's why they're the Forgotten Sons. They haven't been branded correctly you know with heavy machinery you got you got does his name's otis dozovich and they made does like uh, like a like a uh a memorable name and then you got tucky you got tucker knight he's got like two almost two like he's got a last name and a and a and a a time of day that's his name a last name and a time of day tucker and knight tucker knight Um, is the alias for a superhero like that like he, you know, like if there was like the Dark Knight, but that was like the actual superhero's yes, name and not Tucker Batman. Knight. Yeah, like yes. Oh, that's that's so weird I, that Tucker disappears uh, every time that the Dark Knight <laughs> catches a bunch of bad guys. It's yeah. That, I am vengeance. I am the Tucker Knight. I am Batman. <laughs> it would have to be like a 1960s or earlier superhero when. The people around the superheroes were always dumber when the glasses were enough to trick people into thinking Clark Kent wasn't <laughs> Superman. But uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. But Superman's I, I like... part is on the left side. Yours is on the right side, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be you. I like um, the uh, the idea of what the pitch is going to be once the Forgotten Sons have been in NXT for a while, like to Vince McMahon. Well, here's the thing. We've got three white guys. They're not. They're not very good at promos. They all have kind of scratchy voices, and they look like every other white guy on the roster. What do you think? I'm in. <laughs> I I just at least at least for uh, for heavy machinery. Like, I mean, they they have they've branded themselves out uh, to be these big guys with these big powerful moves. Not only is is yeah. the move set. You know, match the name. They yeah. have the song. They even have like the personality matches it, where it's just, I, it, it's it's short words. It's it's a lot of yelling. You know, it's it's just like a big truck. You know, it, it it's got a simple purpose and it's very loud. Uh, I, yeah, it's, I, I. They've totally embraced that blue collar character. Yeah. You know, just kind of just meat and potatoes, literally. Like they're the meat and potatoes in their promos, in their in their their move set. Um. In their, you know, the way they interact in the in the matches, um, I just want to point out one big change in this match. Like as far as how Heavy Machinery gets booked, besides winning, of course. Right. Um, usually, when they've gone on top, um, you know, take uh, getting the pinfall. It's when they did the compactor. Yes. Where um, you know, Doze. I know is, where you're going with this already. 
Yeah, he's, you know, carrying him for, like, a world's strongest slam kind of pose. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Tucker comes crashing behind him, so you get double smushed by 600 pounds. Um, but two things that changed this week, um, you know, Percy Watson's like, man, Dozovich is the strongest guy in the whole roster, which yep. is a big deal. Because, you know, you still want to get over guys like Lars Sullivan, um, you know, the EC3s. They like giving those guys credit for being the powerhouses, but they gave Doz, um... Uh, that honor and said he's the strongest and in addition this match was different because he gets a finisher now yep he won the match on his own which um after his one-on-one bout with champa you know this again is is you know helping get him over the hump yeah um and it was pretty damn incredible too so it was a pop-up power slam world's strongest slam yeah. so it was kind of a little <laughs> bit of mark henry with a little bit of kevin owens um and which would be you know, he got like, he got it, he got the he got the victim airborne like it looked really good it wasn't just like a transition where you're kind of rolling up into his arms like he tossed him up in the air grabbed him and then slammed him down yeah it was pretty impressive stuff um and i, I mean he's living up to that that credit that the commentary team was giving him as being the strongest guy in the roster so i hope they give him more opportunities to you know demonstrate that well that's how um, they they helped him pick that move too because they, they've probably always said, you know, Doze, you look like if Mark Henry and Kevin Owens had a baby, you'd be the result. <laughs> Especially when he's wearing his little unitard. Um, <laughs> so then yeah, they're just, like, well, why don't we just combine those moves? It's perfect. The one thing, uh, I don't know if they're still, you know, testing it out, but these guys, you know, they've been on the roster, what, a couple years now? Yeah. Um, they still don't have merch, uh, WWE Shop. When I look up heavy machinery, it still says, did you mean anything else? <laughs> um, I can't get a shirt. I can't get like a, you know, like an Omaha steak. I think Doe's and Tucky should have their own like steak seasonings. Um, you know, something like that. But it's I, Mike, not not to be found. And it, it definitely connects with what you said earlier, where these guys are just kind of a, a goofball team. You know, just some faces for you to root for to get heels over. But if we're gonna start treating these guys seriously, let's get them a shirt. Yeah, let's get some some fans out in the crowd wearing you know Dozovich shirts, you know steaks and weights or something. And they've they've definitely been trying, like trying to do their like the steaks and weights and trying to get those uh what do you call them uh just so there's not dead air while I'm trying to think um what their moniker their tagline whatever uh why can't I think of what it's called. Anyway, because you got stakes and weights, they're trying to invent things to put on these t-shirts, uh, and, and, and that's, you know, that's heavy machinery doing that work. That's them, like, all right, if you're, you know, if you're not going to give us a shirt, we're going to invent it ourselves, and I'm, I'm not trying to do the, the role play here with them talking to creative or anything, but at least, at least from that perspective, they're putting in the effort themselves, uh, but that'll be, that'll be that moment, like, I, 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 100%. Uh, that went right over my head, the, the Dozovich stuff. I was just like, all right, heavy machinery one. Good, good for them. Um, but that, I think that's the next step. I, I, I think, I think we're going to see it soon. I, I actually am a little worried for Tucker Knight now that you bring up the Doze stuff. Um, I mean, if, if anything, if there was like a visual metaphor or like the, the imagery, Tucker Knight, you fly outside of the ring dozovich take over like <laughs> you know what that that reminds me too in the match uh tucky sorry 
Kentucky. He actually went airborne in that match, too, <clears throat> off the uh, top rope. So it looked like he was trying to get himself over, too, and he also did some amateur wrestling. So the Forgotten Sons, you know, really did a favor for Heavy Machinery. Like, they made them look like a million bucks. Um, I, I don't think we've ever, ever heard the words, you know, amateur wrestling, you know, in one of their matches. It's usually just, look how big they are. They're so big. They're big and heavy. They're machinery. They're big and heavy. And in this match, <laughs> we got strongest guy on the roster and amateur background. And so those are terms. If those are terms where you're trying to legitimize, so it definitely makes it seem like there's hope for the future of these guys. Maybe not necessarily winning gold, but you know, uh, maybe a run. You know, like how we gave Oni and Danny, you know, a really good takeover match, you know, against Undisputed Era. Or I know Trent Seven and, and Tyler Bates, you know, had their really short stint with the gold. Yeah. Over Undisputed Era, but. Um, you know, it's just to get them over in NXT UK. But again, it got them big matches on a TakeOver event. So maybe this is a stepping stone, finally, for my heroes to get some more exposure on a TakeOver event. Definitely. Uh, and by God, you know, um, we like going to Royal Rumbles every year. This, this could be the reason that we also go to TakeOver Royal Rumble weekend. We don't have tickets finally- yet? We don't. Oh my god! We gotta what, get on it. We, they're probably sold out now. Fuck! Oh man! I know when people saw heavy machinery go over, they're like, "Oh, we gotta get going!" <laughs> Damn it, Mike! I thought you bought people tickets. People are scrambling. Yeah, people are making homemade T-shirts with pictures of meat on them. They can't wait. All right. Well, um, let's drop. Uh, let, let's get front row seats. Let's drop a couple hundred bucks. Let's get in there. I know. We want to be there for their first tag team victory. NXT. Um, their first championship victory. NXT TakeOver um, Phoenix. Yep. Um, but that's our favorite team. We like giving these guys props because, you know, they only get on TV, you know, once every three weeks because, you know, take uh, NXT knows how to stagger their talent. Hey, we... So you don't get oversaturated. We nailed it with Drew McIntyre. Um, and I think... I think what's going on is we just... We've, we've got our crystal ball going. The he- heavy machinery... That we've been pushing. We're the prognosticators. Yep. We we know talent when we see it, you know? <laughs> um, well, son, we're live. Um, we're live, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, quite a talented uh, promo uh, delivered by Mr. Johnny Gargano, which is funny because it's it's just more evidence to the uh, the idea of how, how much easier uh, it is to be healed and face. And not that I, – I still don't think Johnny's going full – heel i still feel like this is leading into the next champa match like i feel like johnny's more just looking out for himself um but the heelish tendencies gave johnny the first like real good promo like just just johnny you know like he's just it's just him out there or he's i guess he's in his car or no, he wasn't in his car. He's just got that no, close-up. He's, he's uh, walking around sitting, with, yeah. uh, I don't know, did he have a selfie stick? Like, I, did he get I there don't know. from Tyler Breeze? It was Breeze? way too close to his face. I <laughs> I really hope that he was doing that by himself and there wasn't a camera crew. Uh, but there was that one moment where he, he took, you know, did that picture of the sidewalk and all of a sudden there was a big bright light behind him and then, <laughs> and then it went away. <laughs> I know, sidewalk somehow, there. 
Yeah, if he's also he's... holding a flashlight or he managed to be recording himself and turn on the flashlight app, I mean, that is a guy yeah. who should be making cell phone videos. That was incredible. Yeah, he should be um, directing the next movie that is about webcam <laughs> drama. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But either way, I, I think... I don't know. I I brought this up because it was... Like, it made... It brought a lot of joy to my brain, my brainy. Um, I was very happy watching it. I was happy that, you know, we're, we're getting another thing that we predicted in regards to Johnny fighting Alistair and Johnny being the guy who did it and this leading into eventually another Champa match. Um, it was great. I don't, I, I, now that I think about it, think, this, uh, this might have been the favorite... thing to skip because there isn't much to say outside yeah, of my, great. My favorite part was, was Johnny uh, showing the sidewalk in the, in the camera. Yeah. He's like... Do you recognize this spot? Um, nope. No, no, not really. It's a nondescript <laughs> piece of cement. Uh, are you at a flea market? Where are you, Johnny? We don't know where you are. Are you at a pier? Are you at a patio shop? What do you? What's happening? Yeah. Do you think that there should have been like a like a like like a blood spot or something from Alistair Black no. or like a chalk? Yeah, like there should have been a chalk outline of, of Alistair Black. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> Like, even if part of the, the promo was Johnny saying, like, I did this, like, I, that would have been hilarious. That would have made that, I don't know, that would have made it, like, Chris Jericho-level <laughs> promo. But, but unfortunately, we, we got a, a view of a sidewalk that looks uh, pretty similar to any sidewalk I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And we, we needed a little context. I, I kind of hope that they that was, like, the third time recording it, and they, they, they went over it and they watched it, and they are like... You know, nobody's right. going to know what the fuck this is, Johnny. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Like, I know what you want to do. You kind of want to remind Alistair, you know, maybe go a little PTSD here. But uh... I really <laughs> no. like that idea, too, of <laughs> Alistair having PTSD whenever he sees, like, just Sidewalk. regular cement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has the WWE ever done that? Have they? Or maybe they've just, like, hinted at it and they haven't actually said PTSD um not not to make fun of it i just mean that would be that would be an interesting plot yeah they did do i guess like when you um, look back at kane in the old days you know like kane would come out and everybody would be freaked out by him because they had been attacked by him before that's kind of well i think they tried to do that with xavier woods and uh bray wyatt didn't oh, bray yeah. wyatt have some of his props and xavier would kind of stop in his tracks mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right. Well, they so have. That's not unheard of, but you know, this is an opportunity to bring it back. Um, Just yeah, come out with a. He <laughs> comes out with a wheel wheelbarrow and uh, you know, like not not fresh cement, like not ready to go. Just like bag cement, and that that'll be one of the weapons they get to use. Or, uh, <laughs> what is this? Uh, what kind of match is this? Is this just going to be singles match? Because I know. I know the ladies' match is two out of three, and then of course we've got the War Games uh, match. Uh, we've got a title match. Is there anything special besides just a feud, I, fist no, to face? No, they, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't said anything about that. So it should just be a grudge match. Like they just they're just mad at each other. It's just a feud. Um, and you're talking about for takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing yet. Um, you know, no no crazy stipulations yet. Um. I have a feeling we're going to get something, because I, I just... The Aleister Black and Gargano stuff is... Do you feel I, like this is going to be a tough match as far as... Picking a winner? Like, crowd reaction? Oh! Um, only you mean getting them Johnny's, hot? As far as Johnny... Well, I mean, you know, they're two incredible talents. Yeah. I just mean, Aleister is 
face-ish, and then Johnny was face-ish, and now he's kind of being a little heelish. Do you think it's going to be a little bit... What I wanted to do is avoid that EC3 versus Velveteen Dream match, where we weren't quite sure who to root for, so you, you kind of just gave like a, a warm applause for both guys. Yeah. Do you think this is going to have trouble having, you know, like a, um, like a clear-cut who to root for and who not to root for? Well, I guess, yeah, that's kind of where I was, uh, like, my head was going with trying to pick a stipulation for this match, because, I, I, I mean, that's going to be tough. I, I think it is. Because um, when, I, when I think about it, I'm very happy that Gargano's doing what I wanted him to do, you know, over the summer. You know, now, now he's doing that. He's really embracing this, you know, me first kind of character. Um, he's finally separated from his wife. Not, you know, not separated, but, you know, they're, they're finally... All right, let's go do our own things. That's fantastic. Um, right. So it, it it makes me want to cheer and root. You know, like I want I want Gargano to win. I think, but then there's also this idea. You know, like where does Aleister Black go if he? All right, he he loses his NXT title. Um, he gets injured uh, out in the parking lot, and then he loses to Gargano clean uh, and and just a singles match. You know, like that. It can happen. It's not the worst thing, but I, I feel like there's more opportunity here to, to ensure that both of these guys are, are getting built up and the storyline continues um, if if there's some sort of stipulation added to it. Um, if that doesn't happen, I feel like we're, we're probably just going to get a DQ and maybe this feud gets pushed into another month, um, which isn't the worst thing either because somehow you've got to find a way for Gargano and Champa to connect again at WrestleMania and you've still got one more takeover after war games, uh, before that happens. Um, so I, I guess yeah. maybe there's, there's a way to work it out. Um, I don't think we should get a, just a straight up clean victory from either one of these guys. Cause that does, this is more, it always has been. It's like for, for Johnny Gargano, it's never really just been about Alistair black. It's about finding a way to become the guy that can beat, champa uh and and not not just not just win like he's looking to end champa and, and uh, you know it, it's it's that right, never finishes feud once and for all right yes and, and it might it might turn into let's reunite uh you know diy you know for like a month and then that's when gargano you know turns his back like you know we get we get that moment of yay they're back and then gargano's just waiting for that that second where he can smash champa with i don't know a crutch or something you know like that that would be that moment where they're they're together again and then that that weapon comes out of nowhere and gargano you know attacks champa i'm going way too far in the future here i'm getting way too excited keep going man all right so then champa comes out five years down the road right Uh, they're both working at ring of honor again Uh, (laughs) two years down the road you bring up a good point. You need Alistair to kind of get a win because he hasn't had a win since uh, it's been quite a while because he's been on the shelf for so long. But you also want to make sure that Gargano's, you know, this dark side, I kind of like it. I kind of like being dirty. Like you want to show that there's actual, you know, um, fruit. You know, if you're going to plant, you know, these seeds in the in the evil garden, you got to, you know, have something pay off and grow out of it. Like, yeah. You don't want him to lose being a good guy, but then also lose 
being a bad guy. He just loses all the time. So there's got to be something that you know to this Johnny equation where he he finds that that miracle recipe for um, championship gold. Yeah, um, and that that's a fantastic point. Um, you can't have him make this change, and then it's all you know. It was just well, I mean. We just wanted to make him interesting. Uh, he still sucks at wrestling. Um, he's he still can't beat anybody. But but no, now he's now he's like really aggressive about it. Like now he's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna super lose. Like, <laughs> I it has to be whatever aggressive move he makes. Like we we talk all the time about the stories in the ring. Whatever right. uh, he normally does should fail, but he needs to do something extremely aggressive to get the win or to just get away from Alistair. But uh, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but maybe it's not ready. Maybe we're not ready to move away from that either. Hmm. Move away from well, Johnny and Alistair. Maybe it's not, it's not hit that point. And, and this, this uh, I'm going to do air quotes for everybody. This rivalry um, maybe deserves a little bit more just to ensure, I mean, a one-off, Think about and that. Like, that kind of kills it too. Like I know I'm saying yeah. Johnny Gargano's story well, we, revolves around Champa, but a one-off with Alistair kind of buries Alistair a little bit. Well, I think maybe we'll get, um, you know, not this takeover obviously, but the next takeover. Maybe that's where we'll finally get that triple threat, triple threat that we were supposed to get in the summer um, with Johnny, Alistair, and uh, Champa. Uh, so yeah. Maybe there won't be a stipulation, like you said, uh, just so that you know maybe there'll be a, a dirty, a dirty victory where Alistair gets the win, uh, but Johnny still comes out on top by doing something you know truly evil. Uh, <laughs> but if anyone can come up with it, uh, I would give credit to these NXT writers because they've been doing an incredible job. Um, I think they did a really good writing job with the main event from NXT this week. Where we had Velveteen Dream going up against Lars Sullivan, the, Levi- the Leviathan. <laughs> He's Lars Sullivan. He's a Leviathan named Lars Sullivan. What a Leviathan. Lars Sullivan, Leviathan. Um, a couple <laughs> things that they knocked out there. Yeah. I, I know. Well, you got to breathe at some point. Um, especially doing a Nigel, Ma- Nigel McGinnis impression. Like, I almost had it. I almost had the voice. Because you can't just do a British voice. you got to do Nigel. Look at Lars Sullivan, he's a Leviathan. I think Leviathan, that's going to be my... Like, when you do an impression, you got to find a couple vowels. Leviathan! That's about as close that's, as I can get. That's the perfect Nigel, I think. Um, with this, is this solidify for you, the, the fact that Velveteen's not winning? That's okay. This match? I don't think his, his thing is not that he needs gold. Like, he is... It's like when you look back in history, you know, I think you'd be surprised how few championship runs um, like Stone Cold had or Undertaker had. Um, you know, it's not like a uh, like even a Miz or a Jericho had, you know, multiple like Intercontinental runs or like a Cena and Randy Orton had multiple WWE championship runs. But like strong character work, you don't really need the gold. And I feel like Velveteen, his whole thing is he's just going to want to be in the spotlight taking that from Champa. And I, I think that he at least did that this night, um, where, again, he didn't get to go over over Lars because of Champa's interference, but he still got to hit 
you know, a, a pretty good double axe handle on the Champa. Uh, the Champa, you know, sold like a master, uh, yeah. rolling all the way back up the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> like he'd been, you know, run over by the, the boulder from Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you keep both guys strong, which is something, you know, we were worried about in the last segment. But, um, you know, Velveteen still looked like a god because he was able to do the Death Valley driver uh, to Lars Sullivan. He teased it once. And the crowd and myself just both kind of said, well, you know, he put in an effort. You know, they, uh, Lars vaguely targeted Velveteen Dreams back. Okay, maybe he won't hit it. And then Velveteen still hit it at the end of the match. And it, it got a pretty big pop. Um, yeah. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef putting that Lars on your shoulders. And we, I, um, I mean, I complain about, like, Rey Mysterio all the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, because you need to do so much. But this is, you know, this is the type of move where it's it's a hell of a lot of work from Velveteen Dream. Obviously, a lot of work from Lars, a lot of core work to get that going down right. Um, yeah, I, I just overall, it, it's an incredible feat of strength for both for for both guys because Lars, even lifting his own body, it's a lot. Those <laughs> couple tree trunks is not. It's nothing. Uh, uh, it's nothing yeah, I don't know how those I don't know how those legs do it. That's a lot of layers that they gotta carry around and walk around with. You know, That's, I agree. Yeah, he's he's just you know speaking of uh, you know cement blocks that Alistair Black should be afraid of. Like that's that's all Lars is. He's just two bags of cement. I sh- you know he's like twelve bags of cement just tied together with with string and rope. It's just that guy's that guy's such a leviathan. I just. <laughs> He's a Leviathan, Lars Sullivan. What a Leviathan, Lars Sullivan is. I feel like I should have Google searched it before I I used that sentence. Um, yeah, the you know the the story here is impressive, uh, impressive for for Velveteen. Uh, a great job uh, for him, storyline wise. You know, in the ring uh, to tell that. I, I mean, Lars had to get the win because we already know Velveteen's getting this match. You don't want to barry lars and i think we all know that velveteen deserves this match with all the hard work he's put in uh yeah. and and don't forget how young velveteen dream is too like for him to have this much success now to get these title matches and possibly call up in the next year it's incredible for 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 a guy that age when you look at you know tyler Bate and uh, pete dunn that are god damn they're so fucking good and I know. they you know when you when you actually think about it and you see the way that they're being built I don't know if those guys are ever going to touch the main roster. <laughs> so for Velveteen <laughs> to get in there is fantastic. Um but uh you know again to go, to go back I I think I think the uh uh what do I want to say? I mean usually we want to touch on like if there's anything controversial here or if there's any you know storyline going forward. Um and, and I think we want to talk more about Velveteen's future after War Games. Um, but what you know, what's next for Velveteen Dream? If we if we know that Champa's getting the win, is Velveteen due for another feud inside NXT? Is he building up someone else? Um, is the King of Bros going to need someone to feud with before he gets into the North American title? Because uh, we we already know he's going with. Uh, uh cassius ono yep. pretty soon yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know if that's uh the big money match i think that's you know whoever velveteen is with velveteen is is going to be getting you know uh the hero's welcome right um 
And it sounds like they want the King of Bros to, you know, be a babyface. Um, you know, the way they got the crowd doing the bro chants and his music's kind of, you know, a little more fun-loving, you yeah. know, than, you know, like, you know, by comparison, like, Champo, where it just sounds like the guitar is just kind of just dripping with blood while it's playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's in the future for, for the Dream. Um, he's yeah. obviously not going over on Champo right. because we got we to gotta finish this story with Gargano. Um, and possibly Aleister Black. But all it is is it's just another demonstration of how stacked this roster is uh, for NXT, where it it's not top-heavy. It's it's literally, you know, from the, the bottom tier all the way to the people holding the gold. Um, there's just legitimacy. Um, there's, there's strong talent. There's people who make you want to watch the program. Um, it's almost to the point where I... I I don't know how they're they're gonna keep doing call ups the way they do. Um, like I know they they you know they do those systematic ones with you know specific dates, right? Um, unless you're Nikki Cross, they just throw you up on a random Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that I think that too, uh, real quick, was just because of where they were geographically. But anyway. Um, well, well the problem is like there's already so much crowded clutter it's almost like you just want this to be the nxt show you know for a couple of years um and not call up these guys and just let them run the brand so it's almost like instead of considering nxt a um a development you know, like a minor league system yeah. yeah like almost just consider it like brand number three and i i think that's that's very like that statement is it just works now you know like you, you don't even you don't even need to ask anybody to believe it because uh, you've got so many guys on the roster in NXT that have been wrestling for years, and, and what you know, what's the number one T-shirt right now selling for the WWE? It's undisputed era T-shirts. That's that's easy peasy. It's you know, like you've you found a way to build up uh, sales and a brand in something that doesn't get you know they they get their their takeover shows. But, you know, you think about all the different ways that you have to build this and they, they even get to say, you know what, we built this through our own our own network. Like that's the yeah. that's the only way you can see NXT is, is that way. Those bastards. Those bastards, you know? Like think about think about if NXT was on USA for an hour and then Monday Night Raw was on the network. I would never pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give Vince money because he puts his good stuff every wednesday at 8 p.m yeah and that that's the thing too like i you see the the stuff on twitter pop up you know is is this uh the the heyday for pro wrestling and people it'll be it'll be 80 20 80 20 it'll say no and you know yes is 20 percent uh uh it's it's 80 20 because people always love you know they they think about they they think about their past they they look backwards nostalgia is always better than what we're dealing with now but i want to be that i want to be that meme i want to be the guy sitting in the park at his desk drinking his cup of coffee and someone needs to convince me that right now like what do we have to complain about if if you hate the main roster did I say that right? Main roster? I don't know why that felt weird on my tongue. You hate the main roster, you can ignore it completely. 
You could do absolutely nothing on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Saturday. Well, and every Sunday. And Sunday. Yeah. yeah, forget Sunday. You can just once, watch wrestling on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday and then every, only quarterly on Saturdays. Yeah. I, someone has to convince me that, you know, e- even if you love the WWE and, you know, like I, I still watch Monday and Tuesday every night. So I am that guy. Um, but who, who could, who could right now tell me that it was better, you know, in the nineties when you just had Monday night raw for two hours and then, I don't know, SmackDown, I I feel like a lot of times wasn't even a weekly thing. You you had Monday night raw, but then you also had the war zone. Okay. Right. So raw for an hour, war zone for an hour. Big matches at the war zone. (laughs) All right, go ahead. But you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like you have you, all of these options yeah, that are you available. Yeah, you miss Sunday Night Heat. And if right, if I you hate you. if you hate um, the WWE that much, you can go find Ring of Honor online. You can find New Japan. Uh, you know the shows are six months old, but you can do that. This, I mean, I I feel like this is obviously the this is the heyday of pro wrestling and and NXT UK being added on Wednesdays and getting two hours of NXT UK. Every week? Yeah, I don't know how, how long they're going to keep that up. I, I don't um, think too much longer because they have their big announcement coming this upcoming Wednesday. I think that I think that's going to be where they, they tell us, you know, what's what's the schedule. <laughs> I think that's what's okay. going to happen. Um, <laughs> so we'll get those. That's our biggest question with NXT UK. How long am I going to get two hours of this on a weekly basis? Um, yeah, I got... Um, I got I got to see Dakota Kai twice this week. Once on NXT and then another match on NXT UK. Um, so I just want to say thank you because <laughs> I think Dakota Kai is a delightful wrestler. Um, she didn't get to take down Tanara Conti. I just I don't want to go down too far the rabbit hole because we do this every week where we compare the rosters, we compare the, the programming. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, I do... keep in mind, we, we want to talk about you know the storylines here because we could say, good match, good match, but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good match. All right, yeah, we can work on our Stone Cold impressions <laughs> where everybody has a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to um, comment on Dakota real quick because uh, yeah, you know, she, she flew to, uh, overseas, uh, you know, and made it in two <laughs> hours really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, she beat Tanera. Um, well, she must have caught the same plane that Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness took to do. Okay. I'm sorry. That joke wasn't even. She did like Muppet traveling with. Wait, that you know what? That could be our second Indiana Jones reference of the day, where she just kind of got in the little picture of an airplane on the map and. That should be a new gimmick for Dakota. <laughs> she uh, beat the young uh, Conti, which I... somehow you know how like Dave Bautista they changed his name to Batista. Yeah. I think we got to find a way to change your last name because it's it's a little too close to a bad word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make it just easier to digest and easier to pronounce, like for TV. Um, but Dakota beats the young Conti, and then in NXT UK <laughs> she opened up one of the hours, um, which probably should have been the main event if you ask me. Um, she fought Tony Storm, and I just wanted to comment like. Between those two wrestlers, Dakota and Tony, these two had like beautiful in-ring chemistry. Yeah. Like where it already had that, um, like that comfort zone where it wasn't like, all right, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. 
where it was like you could see uh, the one sequence I really liked was um, where they you know they kind of know each other's um, uh, you know style like favorite move sets not, yeah. not 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 necessarily style I mean like um, like their go to offense yeah so Tony Storm uh, had tossed Dakota into a into the corner and was running to the other corner to. Uh, charge at her and hit those running knees while the uh, like the your opponent is prone you know on their back um it's a move sasha banks does too and it looks really good like it looks painful but dakota she had that scouted already so as soon as tony like turned her back to get momentum into the other turnbuckle uh dakota ran up and did that um kind of half lap around the ring where she runs up and kicks you in the face when you're in the turnbuckle and it just looked it was doubly painful yeah it was beautiful like that. Because of that momentum of Tony running and then Dakota also running. So it had two, you know, the um, offender and the defender, both of their speeds adding to the impact of the kick. Um, well, when we talk about pro wrestling being an art and a performance yeah. art, I mean, that right there, that, that is everything that goes into any sort of play, uh, any, you know, Broadway shows. You, you see the dancing, the choreography. Uh, that was it right there. Like, that was... That was that was perfection. I mean, you, you talk about um, legitimacy. That was Dolph Ziggler's old entrance song. I am perfection. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't think you'd get that reference, did you? Nope. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, well, it's just it's just to that idea of uh, the finesse, uh, athleticism. You've got you know the power and strength in a in a kick like that. Um, so you've got the physical. Um, I, what, I can't think of the, the word right now, but just, you know, just that physical impact of that kick. It, and it, it just, it's its the definition of what pro wrestling is and what makes it great was could all be seen in that, that single move. And I went back and I, I'm, I was working on an article while I'm watching NXT UK. And all I had to do was hear this, oh, because your eyes are going between two different things. And then that was yeah. me like going, what what I miss? Back it up 15 seconds. Watch it again. Back it up 15 seconds. Watch it again. Back it up 15 seconds. Watch it again. It's just, and, and you know, you, you, uh, one of the biggest things for NXT UK for me is is the crowd. I, I've I, I love the NXT crowd, but nothing. I, I it, it's consistent. It's enthusiastic, and and these guys are all they, they've watched eight hours of NXT UK programming, and it's yeah. just as hot in the final six man match. And of course, hot for the Dakota Kai and Tony Storm match. Uh, right. It's eight hours. Like you can tell in NXT when they're filming. You know, you're on the last episode that they filmed for a whole day because um, you get yeah, you're fatigued. Yeah, you get heavy machinery and uh, the Forgotten Sons going at it, and it's kind of like, uh, all right. And you just get like, yes, good, good one. Like just a yeah. light little clap. Like it's they're they're done. They're spent. So they, then they're only getting up now for the, um... I mean, uh, this crowd was hot for, uh, Dakota and Tony. Like, you know, both these girls. Both these girls. And it happened multiple times. Um, they were chanting evolution. They were chanting this is wrestling. Yeah. Which, uh, they kind of force-feed that this is awesome in the States. Um, you know, they try to, um, feature it in a lot of commercials, like for, you know, promotional gear, or if they're, you know, trying to get you invested in the network or watching a pay-per-view, this is awesome chance. Basically, things um, that aren't awesome are getting that chant. 
Yeah, it's really cheapening the word, and then it cheapens the match, because all you're doing is just saying it for a spot, you know, instead of the match as a total. Yeah. Um, so I really like the, the UK crowd's approach, where they just say, this is wrestling. You know, so basically, that word wrestling is a stand-in for, um, like, the two people fighting at the time, um, for a group of people, you know, reacting to wrestling, and, you know, kind of alert you to that that entire experience everything encompassed by that um this is why we watch this you know that that's what this is wrestling that's what that chant means when i watch that uk crowd say it so i i maybe i'm reading too much into it maybe i'm giving it you know some a little bit of meta but um this it was a 10 10 to 12 minute match for Dakota Kai and Tony Storm that, you know, Dakota had to lose so that Tony can be the face of the franchise. Um, yeah, it, it just really made me want to invest more of my time into watching more pro wrestling instead of doing something productive with my life. So, um, thank you, Dakota and Tony, for doing that for me um, and making me a less productive human being. <laughs> um, so, we had a couple hours of NXT UK. Um, the two other things I wanted to touch on, and sticking with that, that crowd reaction that you want to give credit to, yeah. um, was that, you know, usually if something a little vulgar is being chanted by the crowd, uh, the cameras will, you know, maybe they'll turn down the volume, um, you know, maybe pipe in some music, or, you know, have the, uh, the announcers no-sell it, but when Trent Seven walked out to shut up Zach Gibson... Um, the crowd to the tune of uh, Jack White's Seven Nation Army was singing, yes. Zach Gibson's a wanker. <laughs> Zach Gibson's a wanker. And the crowd was shown singing it. Like the camera panned around to watch wanker being chanted by, you know, a bunch of people. Um, I don't know why they get different rules. Um, Matt, do you have any reason, any explanation for why that's allowed? Well, I, like even Vic Joseph on the so the first hour of NXT UK, right when we got in there, they're they're in the middle of a match and um, there's there's a crazy chant going on. I'll be honest, I I don't know what they were saying, but Vic just talks about it, and and they really wanted to bring this into like the idea of how hot this crowd is and how crazy yeah. they are. So they're bringing they were bringing that to light, but you know you you, you talk about and and in the domestic you know the domestic show in the states where where they try to ignore it or if it's if it's really vulgar they just don't even want to they don't want to acknowledge they don't acknowledge and then vic and and nigel are are talking about the chance and they're talking about this crowd and they're talking about what it means to the to the wrestlers and then throughout i think this crowd's got a point i mean zach gibson is definitely a wanker (laughs) (laughs) well then there's you know they're they're talking about it during Zach Gibson's match. You know, is this is this going to distract him from from getting control of of you know his opponent? And it, it's just think it like that's nuts. How yeah? How distracting is this going to be for the you know if you hate Zach Gibson stand up, if you hate <laughs> Zach Gibson stand up, and then when and then, you know and then the whole crowd stands up. They're all standing. Uh, and then there was the when Trent Seven comes out there and they're doing the shoes off thing. Oh, yeah. that was that was so great. I, I... Yeah. <laughs> shiny head, shiny head, shiny head. I like that one too. And they uh, they're completely uh, letting the crowd control matches. Like they, they dictated. Yeah, they yeah. dictate the promos. That was 
I like that. That was my wording in in the article that came out yesterday on bodpodcast.com. They they dictate the show. They're picking they're legitimately hating the heels. Uh they give respect to the heels but in a uh you know, fuck you kind of way, which is <laughs> it's so great. Uh, like even Zach Gibson's getting cheered uh or jeered, I should say. And then in the middle of his match, he's yelling at his opponent going they haven't cheered for you once. That's all about me. That was great. Then that yeah. becomes the storyline in the match. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. And, and it's because of how hot that crowd is. And it's becoming... I made the argument on, on our website, on the blog, uh, bodpodcast.com, uh, yeah. that they're they're making their own brand just by, by being so hot. Like, just by this crowd being yeah. itself. They're creating... They're creating the NXT well, UK brand. I know we kind of touched on it last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think having the two hours of UK um, really exemplified the difference in the in the presentations of the shows. Like, NXT is much more like the main roster WWE than it is like UK. In that, specifically, we got to see it in the main event of NXT this week where Velveteen Dream comes out and he, like screen wipes his name you know does like a screen wipe gesture and then his name appears up on the jumbotron yeah um you know he kind of has the whole pomp and circumstance going to the ring very very methodical you know he's got the, the the glitter going he's got his crazy pants going um and then at NXT similarly, UK, they have to walk out with posters with their name on it yeah similarly <laughs> like lars sullivan has a very deliberate entrance yeah where he has to go up at a certain angle and the camera has to be adjusted just so so that when the spotlight hits from behind you have look at the large shadow cast by the leviathan Lars sullivan but when you go to uk it's so low-key like yeah it's almost like like so many of the entrance songs it's almost like they're just so nondescript because it's such a like a secondary thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not at all what they're worried about. Even when people win, like you can hear the crowd more than you can hear the actual music being pumped in. Um, you know, WWE is so much about the entrances. Um, NXT is is very particular with that. And then UK, it's it's really such a like a like it looks like you know they put about five grand into it, and most of it went into getting the building. All right, we got the building. You know, just. Do we have shirts and merch for everybody? Not really. Um, yeah, right. Was, Everybody's got an NXT UK shirt. Yeah. We desperately, desperately got to get that figured out. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the good guys are wearing it. So then when, you know, like Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers come out, they're wearing the same shirts. It's like, if, whoa, are they doing like an NWO thing? Is everybody right. in NXT UK? <laughs> um, if they don't have a Coffee Brothers coffee mug by Christmas, oh, I'm going to, I don't know. And then if I don't have one on my shelf by the day after Christmas, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. I'll get you one. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, it's um, it's just such a... it's Each show has its own little niche, you know, like audience. Like, you know, wh- what kind of visual experience are you looking for? So WWE is just trying to be that all-purpose uh, Disney, uh, if you want to take... Uh, Stephanie McMahon's word for it, Disney approach, where we're catering to all audiences. We want families to tune in. Um, We're for kids. We're for old people, middle-aged people. We're for everyone. NXT is kind of for the hardcore 
you know, that uh, 18 to 30-year-old demographic. Yeah. And then UK is just, man, like uh, the real, you know, super-duper hardcores who don't care about entrances. You know, they're going to bingo halls. You know, you're... You know, I'm waiting for the NXT UK wrestlers to come out holding sparklers because you can't, <laughs> these buildings are so small, you can't get fireworks in there. Um, walking out with an actual lighter, you know, like a Zippo, walking out with a sparkler, something like that. Uh, well, that like would be a, that'd uh, be more pyro than the WWE does now. So I, <laughs> that would be a step up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 very low key. Like the production value is really you know small time they don't even have a graphic behind them they just kind of walk out from the nxt uk banner yeah um and i guess it's it's just exemplified by having more episodes this week um consecutively but um matt we're we're hitting an hour here uh we every week we try to promise that we're gonna keep these tighter um, did you want to hit anything else from NXT UK or kind of jump into uh, the main roster garbage? Well, let's uh, let's do my silly little ad and then we'll then we'll jump in. We'll go okay. we'll go main roster bullshit. All right. <laughs> hey everybody! First of all, gotta thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Brothers of Discussion, reading that blog, following us on social media, being a member of the faction means so much to us. So truly, thank you. But as we continue to grow, we want to let you know that 75 and Woodward is back on the air. 75 and Woodward is your solution to keeping track of Detroit sports. We offer a quick look at the teams that matter most to you, you in the Mitten State. We give you an opportunity to stay informed and sound smart at the water cooler. 75 and Woodward will look into the biggest news in transactions, players, and games in Michigan. Count on us for Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Wolverine, and Spartan coverage. Look, no one has time to listen to Colin Radio for sports coverage anymore. Let us find the analytics that matter to you, and we'll get you back to work. 75 and Woodward, giving you Detroit sports coverage at 70 miles an hour. All right, let's jump into this main roster bullshit. Rain um, roster bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Uh, I, I will say this. We got uh, – I put up the post this week of, you know, what questions do you guys have for the brothers of discussion? Yes. Is my negative – so I said we'll talk about crappy WWE, and I got a response that said, I don't like this – the negative – the negativity. You're, you're breeding more negativity. Um, you, you guys should stop. And, and, and that's, that's me. Not, that, that's more verbatim. I, I can't remember exactly what was said. Um, but I wanted to bring up this topic real quick. I don't want to take a half hour talking about it, even though it could be like a five hour conversation. Mike, uh, are we justified in being so negative to the WWE and its main roster stuff? Because I think we did a pretty good job of saying, yes, the WWE as a company is giving us good wrestling on Wednesdays. But that being said, I think it just highlights even more how not satisfying three hours on monday is and 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 uh, you know a little more satisfying is tuesday but that monday is just it's it's tough work and i i would argue we got one good segment on on monday yeah i well I, i'd argue it almost i'd say two um because i'm I, it's, okay so we got two things we want to look at here there were some positive segments on raw um we do get negative and it's just because of the you know 
SOS, same old shit, like, as far as Lesnar being the champ. Uh, very bizarre booking as far as, you know, Shane coming out of Saudi Arabia. We're going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Saudi Arabia is the best wrestler in the world. Utterly ridiculous. And now we're going to see Shane yeah. wrestle again at Survivor Series, which we already saw him last year, and he was, like, the last member for SmackDown, which... who I don't know who's clamoring for that. And now he's going to be part of the SmackDown, you know team again to battle monday night raw for you know television supremacy it's just crap like that i think so i think that does deserve some negativity because it's it's right. it's distracting like we we want to enjoy the whole show I'm, I'm tired of you know we watch nxt takeovers and they're you know top to bottom just yes great match great match great match great match um and then you know we got the things that get heavily promoted you know that have the best wrestlers in the world you know the you know the Seth Rollinses the AJ Styles like those kind of people Dolph Ziggler like those those are incredible talents like can you imagine Dolph on NXT right now the matches he would have so i'm just saying these guys are incredible talents and then they got to do crap like this Dolph's got a job out to Shane McMahon like he might potentially take a pin from Shane McMahon at Survivor Series, so he goes down again. Like, I, true, we could be more positive, but that main roster, those things like that, where they they book um, the people at the top the way they do, that that does deserve some some commentary. That that should not be viewed in a positive light. I, yeah. It's it's. It's not something where we're like, well, you know, it's new. Let's see where this goes. No, we we've been down this route. Shane McMahon is a non-wrestler. You could argue Brock Lesnar is a non-wrestler. And both of these guys are booked to close out shows. And you're gonna yeah. you're gonna piss and moan about you know, we they got win. we got all these guys who, you know, aren't aren't getting a shot, and it's because of stuff like that. I, I don't know I, I, I don't know if that's selling like we're not selling Shane McMahon t shirts. Why why are we giving him so much credit? We It it deserves some negativity. But to be fair, there were some positives. Um, so that's why. So part two to your, your other question is, um, I know you want to yeah. talk about um, your man crush, Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, yeah. I just want to talk about Authors of Pain. Um, getting their, getting their things, chains. They actually the become... two good things that came yeah, out of Yeah, two really strong segments, I feel. Um, Authors of Pain took down the tag team champions. Um, it was only Seth Rollins. Uh, Dean Ambrose did not show up to defend the belts. Um, that was that was a pretty tough victory for Authors of Pain. I they really struggled with uh, one yeah, member of the tag champs. I don't know how I feel about that. I get it from the Seth Rollins perspective, and you know what? You're right. You said it earlier. He is now the main event guy on Raw. He's the uh, he's he's the top superstar. Uh, we we found out Braun Strowman uh, is getting buried and. You know who who's next? He's, it's it's Seth. So Seth yep. couldn't Roman on the shelf. Braun can't you know can't uh, keep up with Brock. Um, it's gonna be it's that, gonna be Seth. I I want to get your opinion on this. Um, was it is Seth Rollins that important that you needed to bury the tag division? In a way, yes. Just he, think about what they did on SmackDown where they had the Usos take out Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles no matter how how they won I mean if it was the same thing on Smackdown 
you know, then they would have just destroyed the Usos. You know, you talk about the two best guys on SmackDown fighting just a tag team. By Raw rules, they well, should have destroyed them. I've, Instead, Usos win. I think it 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 was kind of it was a kind of a tough thing to book because you obviously need to get the belts off of Seth and Dean because they're going to fight each other. Um, yeah, and you need AOP to win. And I, I think the issue would have been if they just squashed Seth. Visually, what that does is it it makes it look like oh they're going to be fighting again in the future, but instead because it was kind of a an even fight, even though you know it, it, it's kind of silly that you know these two monsters you know were in a handicap match against one man that they both yeah. outweigh by about a hundred pounds, um, I think it's okay because a squash would have meant that there's going to be a rematch, so to kind of do it evenly, I I I kind of understand where the booking was coming from. So that's 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 my opinion on that. He did get more right, offense than I, I would have anticipated, but it just avoids you know a, a long feud. That's what it does. All right, and that that actually that turns me around. I, I'll say when I was watching it, I was just you know a lot of what the fucks came out of my mouth because I was like, I get it, we like Seth Rollins, but does the tag division have to take the hit here? But you're, you're right, and this is the best opportunity for them to just okay. Just push that away. Yep. Close the book under it. the bed. Yep. This didn't even happen. Let's move on. And uh, I don't know. Uh, that that uh, it's good for authors of pain. I think you know when we we talk about all the complaining we do, and you look at one of the things people complain about, it's how the authors of pain have been handled, and every other tag team that's joined the Raw roster after having success in NXT. Now they are the tag champions. Is this you can't is this the do first any better NXT? Tag team I don't want to. I wish you hadn't asked that because I have no to idea. To be champions, <laughs> it wasn't the Ascension, it wasn't the Revival, it wasn't Enzo uh, and Cass. It <sighs> did Enzo and Cass not win the tag titles? They never titles? won tag titles. Oh man. Um. What about the uh, the Vaude villains? Did they never won gold? Wow. I wonder if it's just you're in NXT for so long, or you know what it was? You know what it is? It's their HR department got better. They started to figure out, like, who to hire. Because I feel like there were a lot of drug problems. You know what I mean? Like, they were just trying to fill out the NXT roster. And now that this is a place to be, you know, like, now that that brand was built up, now... Because that's always been the problem. It, it's it, it wasn't it wasn't that these oh, guys uh, couldn't wrestle. There was always something on the side. They're, they're, they, they couldn't handle not being champions, so they would start fights in the back. Uh... You know, let's. We all know what Enzo did, uh, or at least he was accused of doing. Uh, it, for some reason, it just seemed too believable, so he's gone. Uh, Big Cass is a douche. Uh, it's just, yeah, I. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we've basically been seeing just a couple teams uh, play hot potato. You know, uh, New Day, Usos, and the Bar. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had that. Which are all company guys. That one NXT I, guy I, who was champ, uh, Bo Dallas, <laughs> very briefly with, no with Curtis. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, and it, it looks <laughs> it looks bright for the tag team division. Um, give an actual tag team the belts, and now we can start having them feud with um, you know get Chad Gable on TV again with uh, Bobby Roode. You know we can be getting um, the revival on TV. Um, Lucha House Party. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I know. 
Um, they're gonna need they're gonna need somebody strong to feud with, um, and that's where the undisputed era comes in. No. <laughs> um, but Matt, do you want to touch on uh, Drew McIntyre real quick? Yeah, I uh, uh, you know very uh, not very often do we actually talk Drew McIntyre on the podcast. When you think about it, oh jeez. Um, I do. I write a lot. I it's true because okay. we always get to raw and it's boring. Um, I write a ton of articles about Drew, and the last one I just wrote was he's ready. You also write a lot of this, poems about Drew. Yeah, but those are never gonna make it to the the website. That all. What? Man, the people need to Drew read those. Drew sees them and he doesn't like it. What do I do? I gotta. <laughs> you just write another one till he likes you. Okay, that's true. I'll start drawing pictures of him with Cran. Uh, wrestlers seem to like that. Draw pictures um, of you and him cuddling. But go ahead. <laughs> you could be his championship belt, man. You could just be snug around his waist. Wrap around him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, what I thought uh, this Kurt Angle match was. Uh, first of all, it's it's quite a responsibility for Drew to make this look interesting. Interesting. You've got a guy who should be retired. Uh, because he's 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 had too many broken freaking necks and you know what was funny in this match was when drew asked kurt angle to look me in the eyes and the first thought i had was he can't he physically can't drew his neck can't turn that way you need to lift up his body so he can look you in the eye um and that's what they did they actually you know (laughs) maneuvered his torso so he could look drew mcintyre in the eyes it was fantastic yeah um but the rest of that match was was uh, you know hold breaks uh, as Jonathan Jonathan Coachman taught us. That's a thing. That's that happens in pro wrestling. I didn't know that till Coachman brought it up because he's so smart. Um, there's a lot of yeah, hold Kurt, breaks because Kurt Angle's doing something smart there by uh, taking a nap in the ring, taking he's, a break. He's getting some strength back. Um, the ref you know, was probably going <laughs> to pass him a granola bar and like a couple Gatorade. Um, it's now if you watch here, the ref is actually going to. He's not. He's not actually asking if Kurt Angle's okay. They're actually going over what the next segment in the yes. match is. I don't know if you guys And then Drew, like knew his, that. his arms are getting tired from that headlock, like holding it in. So his biceps are going to be exhausted, you know. So <laughs> this is brilliant by Kurt Angle. Um, um <laughs> So uh where was I? Um Yeah, a lot of hold breaks, but this had to be this had to turn into a story for it to be interesting. So we know that Drew McIntyre is athletically gifted. We know he's physically gifted. We know that he can cut a promo. And I did my fair share of gushing about his uh, his voice that uh, I compared to the purring engine that's pushing a boat the size of the Titanic. Oh, my God. And uh, I also said how sexy it is. I- I'm sorry. It is. You th- like, think about Brock Lesnar and the voice that he has. I said Roman Reigns... For all intents and purposes, he's got a better voice, but he's just like Fred Flintstone that's had a few extra drinks and cigarettes. Drew McIntyre has a scary, intimidating, you know, voice that that he actually knows how to act, so it's not just him saying things. He he says it with passion. He he does his little looks at Dolph Ziggler and makes cracks about how shitty Ziggler is at wrestling. Like it, it all works. Yeah. Everything he does right now is working and the one piece that i think we just hadn't seen demonstrated but i had all the confidence in the world the one thing he did was take a match that had all like all the reason in the world to be a shit show and could have been a squash and could have been two minutes and he made it a 15 minute match that 
really, I, I think, just put him on this pedestal of, yes, it's, it is a signature victory. If you want to do use the WWE wording, uh, it's a match over a Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But more importantly, when you look at what this was, was a guy carrying a, you know, a guy, a guy who's had too many broken necks, a guy who should be retired, carrying this match for 10, 15 minutes and making it look like Kurt Angle had a chance at winning, even though, you know, he wins with the, uh, the angle lock at the end. Uh, just top to bottom. I, I just like this match had to, it, it, it could have been nothing and it was something. And I, it's all Drew McIntyre. So, uh, wrap that whole thing up. Like well, I don't, Drew, I don't think they were trying to necessarily like, you know, make this a real fair fight. Like, I think they're trying to demonstrate what a monster he is. So he destroyed an American hero who won an Olympic gold medal and he used his own finisher I, against him. No, I'm not. You I didn't say it was a fair fight. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm talking like, let's, I, I'm jumping outside of the, the realm of pro wrestling. And I'm talking, you know, these two actors, these two performers. And it, it looked, you know, it, we never said, why isn't this just over? You know, like, like I wanted more. Like that's what it was about. That's what Drew McIntyre demonstrated. No, I. They needed to finish the show out, and they did it. They accomplished that. Did they not? Did you want it to end five minutes before? I I was on the edge of my seat. I loved it. I I, I was just teared up. I just wanted it to end. Like Kurt had had enough. You know, he's had a long career. Just put him. Just end it. Just end it, Drew. You big meaty. Yeah. That's what I was yelling. They did a good job with that too. Just leave him alone. So that was, I mean, so that's, that's Angle, the plea I'm making. Is, Kurt is, Angle is a is, star maker. <laughs> Kurt Angle's I, I broken just think neck at this is a point, star maker. At this point, Drew has done everything that should be required of a pro wrestler before they... Are ascended get... into main event heaven. Yeah, I, I think if... if uh, And we'll know, we'll know more, too, like if, if Roman Reigns is going to be gone for a long time, uh, depending on how long... Like if, if the next... Two title defenses for Brock Lesnar are easy wins. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like that means, you know, they're they're counting on Roman Reigns coming back. If he loses that title, which I think he should, uh, I think maybe we just learned that Braun Strowman wasn't the right guy to hold the title. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a tough booking decision. It's a little bit like giving a title to Big Show, I'd say. Um. Because then it's just the biggest man in the company. I, I don't know. It's kind of tough to just keep it on a charismatic large man. Instead, he can just get by being a charismatic large man, which is how they should book Brock Lesnar. Well, speaking of uh, future bookings for Brock Lesnar, um, I, I think we've... that was Those were the only good, two good things on Raw. That was uh, it. So let's... Yeah, let's jump into SmackDown. SmackDown uh, Well, Live! I want to bring up... Our, our two SmackDown Live champions uh, are doing fantastic work. This is a, this is another thing where we complain so much about the WWE, but now AJ Styles has held on to the WWE title for a year. Like, before it was just, wow, can you imagine if AJ Styles was the WWE champion? Just for a moment. And then we kept, just for a moment. Yeah. One whisper. And and now it looks like, um, so he's... He's going to obviously not lose the title at Survivor Series. Yes. AJ Styles if, is on video games. Okay? Right. He is on the ice cream bars. He is on the posters. He is what CM Punk never was. 
right, go ahead. Right, and that's that's a good name to bring up because if he makes it past TLC, yes, he will be the longest reigning WWE champion in the modern era. Outside of Pete Dunne, that's he's the NXT UK champion or UK champion. I'm talking WWE champion. He is the Western Western Europe champion. Oh my God! All right. Um. So that's so that'll be a fact. Hot tag. Will AJ ever catch Pete Dunne? <laughs> that depends on if Pete Dunne's ever gonna lose that title. All right. Hot tag. Will Pete Dunne ever lose the belt? Never. To Tyler Bates. I think they're gonna let him hold it on. Well, Flash uh, Morgan hold on to the title for like four thousand days, so he can NXT take right. take over uh, Bruno San Martino's records. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we can't complain about it, how AJ's booking for sure. Um, but is it enough for him to just be that champion for a year if he's just gonna get squashed by Brock Lesnar again. at Survivor Series? Well, he um, did get offense in last time. He did. Not a lot of people and are I, allowed I would, to do that. Braun I would Strowman. make the argument. Braun Strowman. Mm. <laughs> I would make the argument that it's 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 something that uh, could at least help us believe AJ has a I shot. I think AJ has a shot because I think Braun Strowman's gonna interfere. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, potentially, but maybe not, because he's already in the Survivor Series match. So AJ's gonna <laughs> lose again. But man, what a fight he put up! And then he well, took uh, three this... F fives and bloodied his face and broke his arm, and now he's on the shelf. And Brock Lesnar is the double champ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's do we... me being so... in the WWE writing room. I think that it writes oh itself, and then Brock interferes in the Intercontinental U.S. match and declares it a title bout. And then he stacks all three guys in a pile and pins them and becomes the first ever four-belt champion. <laughs> and then he interferes That's, in uh... the tag team match and pins all four of them. All right, I'm so, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm just no that okay. that uh, that song is going on the new Brothers of Discussion <laughs> album. That's four ninety nine on iTunes. Are we gonna start um, opening the show with that? Yeah, <laughs> it's our new entrance song. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Brock Le- booking Brock Lesnar, a single by oh, Michael. That, okay. So this is what I was leading up to. Right. Um, was this question of do we need an AJ Styles or or Becky Lynch victory? Um, because what what does it say? if Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar both get the win at Survivor Series. I think what it says is we don't give a fuck about wrestlers. <laughs> we want to be on ESPN so bad. It's the only way our dicks get hard. And if <laughs> Becky Lynch wins... I think this is a quote from Stephanie Our McMahon, dicks will right? retract. Yes. This is from the, uh, the Disney um, interview. But go ahead. Yes, uh, we're rebranding because we're going to be bigger than Disney. Okay, we're going to rebrand the WWE Network. We know Disney's coming out with Disney Plus. We are going to be WWE Network. Get ready for this. Plus plus. <laughs> so watch out, Bob Iger. We're coming for you. All right. Um, you have Star Wars and Marvel, but we have Trent Five Live. Boom. Oh, I was going to do oh. the brands there. <laughs> um, we have Mustafa you may dominate, Ali. You may dominate the entertainment segments 
that the entire world loves. But, but we, we have just bought a corner the of TNA the Southern... Archive, and we're going to show AJ Styles <laughs> with short hair. Your move. You know, Your move, Bob. That show was number one on Pop TV for like three straight months. Three, I, three months. The audience that... <laughs> there was literally the audience an audience bring in, in attendance. <laughs> there was seven to ten people every night for like a month i don't care what do you bring to the watch the people that watch your programming don't even know what pop tv is i don't care about that we don't care you know what pop is short for popular Mm -hmm. (laughs) were you ever popular i don't think so you know what disney's short for so disney sucks Yeah. That's Stephanie talking. It's not me. I love Disney. I'm drinking out of my Porg mug right now. Oh, good choice. Um Uh yeah, it's that's absurd. But anyway, um Do either of them need a victory between AJ and Becky? Like, can't they just give us one? Like, please. <laughs> so my argument for Becky here to win is we could still Say Rhonda is is green, you know she's new. She's only put down Alexa and uh, you know Abella. Uh, she put down Nikki, and and we we all can say with confidence we've that all put down they Nikki. Win. <laughs> they win with their heel tactics. They're not you know superstar pro wrestlers. Right. So let we can make that argument. Like it'll be fine if Rhonda loses. Her whole legacy is not tarnished after a loss to Becky. Um, and then for Brock, what the fuck does he need another win for? God damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, ah, I know. We're, I'm just, we I'm going to do the Nikki Cross theme song we really in got, a second. We're going to dive ah, into that a little bit. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> we got to dive into that too with the Survivor Series, uh, preview. Um, cause we're already almost pushing an hour and a half here, but, um, to do a hot tag answer for you, Matt, I would say, uh. Do, I think you and I need a victory. Does WWE care about either of them winning? No, they don't. Um, like I, f- I feel like they're just gonna say, "Well, they're still champion." What are you bitching about? That ought to stop some of your bitching. <laughs> uh, Look, SmackDown's a strong show. That's why Shane McMahon got the pin to ensure that they got over oh in the Survivor Series men's matchup. Oh my god. Can you believe this? It's just down to Shane McMahon against all five Raw superstars. Oh, double Panandro and Dolph. What a move. <laughs> Drew McIntyre hasn't lost a match since getting called up. It's Drew, Mc- Drew McIntyre versus Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, damn it. I wish that Shane could get uh, called into NXT and that he could do two things he could end the streak of pete dunn become the uk champion and then i also want him to end the streak of bianca belair by putting a wig on and super kicking her to the moon (laughs) well matt (sighs) yeah we try not to be negative it's just uh, it looks like the writing's on the wall uh becky has been dominating the promo work against uh ronda especially on social media calling her stan from the Eminem hit, uh, Stan. Uh, 
with the obsession obsessive writing about her um so becky has these 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 promos now where she's just like siri who's my stan and then she'll show all the you know ridiculous instagram <laughs> posts that Rhonda puts up that aren't funny <laughs> um, and then you're gonna have aj and brock uh brock literally does not lose i i don't know how he lost to roman to be honest um it's gonna happen you're gonna see two losses and in addition monday night raw we're gonna have the authors of pain lose their first big match no so what is smackdown gonna do they're gonna turn to shane fucking mcmahon (laughs) smackdown loses a stupid survivor okay we're getting into it but oh god okay just be prepared. Matt, just be prepared for a really angry preview and then a really angry review of SmackDown's demise come Survivor Series. But you know what? It's okay. You know what? Uh, you know what? Anniversary. We're getting Velveteen Dream in a title match. Heavy Machinery is yeah. getting booked for tag team victories. Undisputed area. UK. Yep. We got UK. It. You know what? It's okay. Just breathe. I like that. I, th- I feel like NXT is the undisputed area. You know, we gave Saudi Arabia a lot of crap. <laughs> we gave them a lot of crap for them giving WWE money. Hold on. You know what? Yeah. We want a mega card. You know what? I want to see fucking Hulk Hogan. You know what? <laughs> I want to see the... under. You know what? It's not enough for me to see those two, Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. I want Shawn Michaels out of retirement. That's what I want. Okay? Make it happen. So now... You know, the only way WWE is going to give us what we want is if we give them money. You know what? You want some happy booking? Watch WWE Network. And you know what? That's what I'm doing. So, I don't pay for Raw and SmackDown. I just watch it free on YouTube. So, that's what I get. I get the exact quality that I paid for. So, shame on me. Oh, man. This is such a sad note to end on. Um, Shame on us. let's, Let's do this. I'm going to give a quick shout out to everybody that uh, threw out a comment on my who has a question. Yes. Uh, it was Chris Chris M brought up the negativity for the WWE. So, Chris, you pretty much got a 20-minute answer. Yes. Um, Eduardo, who loves sending us uh, stuff, uh, he, he just said, I'm really disappointed that I don't really care uh, what the WWE is going to do at Survivor Series or any other pay-per-view. Oh. Which is funny because that is the negativity that we bred. Uh, because uh, <laughs> that's that's Chris M's problem. Yep. Uh, it is, is a statement like that following our question about the crappy WWE. So, uh, Eduardo, uh, we'll just say this. I, I hope we... we, we yeah, it wasn't really a question, but I hope we brought up some thing to care about with the WWE where it's NXT and NXT UK. Um, and then... Mike, I just wanted to throw this one out there because I read it yesterday and I saved it. I just, Jeff, Jeff O, uh, he said, is it acceptable to unload on anybody you want in the business? So I don't know how to interpret that. So I'm going to say, Jeff, you should not unload. (laughs) Without consent. Yeah, without consent. No, it's not okay, Jeff. Um, can you unload on yourself to the thought of whoever you want in the privacy of of your own bedroom yes you may yes now how Uh, many times has matt unloaded to drew mcintyre oh god um Um, i don't know if it's comfortable um because sometimes you know like how some singers gotta kind of wrap it up too all right let's wrap it up all right thanks everybody (laughs) 
uh, for tuning in. Uh, you won't get to hear my uh, well, description. That's our teaser unloading. for next week. We're going to tell you how many times Matt has unloaded a Drew McIntyre. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. We're coming. All right, bye. Bye.